Our guest today is Sophie Power. Sophie is an experienced internal recruiter and community admin for DBR, a community with close to 7,000 in-house talent professionals all over the world. How can recruiters use the power of communities? What's DBR all about? How was it created? How does it help recruiters? We'll unpack this and much more on the Coffee with Recruiter podcast. Okay, so um, I've hit the record button, and this is generally where we just start saying, um, hello, Sophie, how are you? <laughs> Hi, yeah, yeah, really good, thank you, really good, how are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Um, it's funny, we were just catching up on on recruitment stuff, and I kind of feel like when you start a podcast, I think you've, you've done a few before, right? Uh, the conversations before and after the podcast are are kind of different and sometimes more interesting because you get to talk off the record and and you get to rant <laughs> but here it's like formal and very civilized right yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it um yeah i i mean i, f- I love a bit of recruitment real talk what can i say um so we'll see um yeah. how wildly different it is as we go on um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've had some, um, I'm thinking about doing this, maybe having like anonymous guests on, um, and let them complain or create an anonymous podcast, but, but yeah, that might be taking it a bit too far. Um, well, Sophie, thank you so much for taking the time for this podcast. Um, you're one of the most interesting people I've, I've met when it comes to recruitment and what you do and your background, um, and very keen to unpack, um, all of that in this episode. So thank you so much. Um, maybe just to just to start with yourself, and um, I mean, generally, I say you know, for the people that don't know you, can you can you introduce yourself? But you know, I'm, I'm sure there's there's a good amount of people here that 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 are familiar with you. But can you give us an intro to who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course I can. Yeah. So hi everyone. Uh, my name is Sophie Power. For those of you who don't know me, I am a um, an admin for the DBR. Um, in-house HR and talent acquisition network. I am also and and have been working in the talent acquisition space for about eight years now. I'm currently working at Tempo, um, recruiting uh, tech um, software developers, product managers, a head of data, Um, you know, all all nice, easy roles Um, and and having a good time doing that. And previously, I spent a year with Future Platforms, a mobile app development agency. So I've been contracting for, yeah, quite a long time now um, but I've worked at startups uh, mostly um, so startups like Global Web Index, LV, um, Signal AI um, as well as um, Tempo um, which I'm currently at now so lots and lots of interesting experience um, in and out of work in terms of, of things like that and then in a sort of previous life before I came to startups I worked in big corporates like uh, Vodafone, I worked via an RPA for GlaxoSmithKline um and a uh, large cybersecurity company as well so yeah lots and lots and lots of different things um in my career packs a lot in yeah well you're one of the more seasoned contract recruiters that I've that I've met um so very keen to to unpack all of that um i guess one thing that i wanted to to dive into is also you know you're also quite busy outside of outside of your regular sort of day job um, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to unpack was your interest in communities and, and building yeah. communities in, in recruitment. And I'm sure we'll get into DBR in, in a minute, but I guess just before jumping into DBR and what it's all about, let's talk about communities in general, right. And how they mm-hmm. add value to, to, to a recruiter or to recruitment processes and companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just to get our definitions correct, right? Um, so what is what is a community and, and and what can you what can you use it for generally speaking? Like how would you approach that that topic? Sure. So a community is a group of individuals connected by a common theme. And um, that would be the yeah, well, uh, that's yeah, pretty much the dictionary definition. Um, so um, in terms of getting involved in communities, you can think about um, maybe the industry that you work in. You can think about hobbies you have outside of work. Maybe you're really keen on embroidery or esports or, um, I don't know, darning socks. Um, there, there are communities for everything. Um, 
uh, especially with all the weird and wonderful hobbies we've been uh, getting into this past year. Um, embroidery for me. Uh, yeah, that was an oddly and... specific example. So I was I was going to ask, like, is does that is that is that is that what you're into right now, or was that just a uh, top of I, mind example? Embroidery, uh, <laughs> embroidery. Uh, socks, socks was random. I just ordered some socks in my lunch break, um, but. Uh, yeah embroidery uh would be for me so I've actually uh got a couple of my embroidery pieces um up on my wall in my flat um so I've got four that I've made myself so it's quite cool to you know intersperse the the prints with um stuff I've actually made myself it's quite satisfying um so yeah and uh you know I've discovered via Instagram of course where else uh a bit of a community around that and got chatting to a, an old school friend of mine because I, I found out that she you know had done the same thing in in lockdown and uh you know sort of seen her you know turn it into a bit of a, a mini business for me it's more just I wanted to put some stuff on my walls um but yeah so communities are, are opportunities for individuals uh to use a common theme to connect um with other people that, that share their interests um share their work so uh, you know you can get involved in communities by, I mean, the internet's sort of the main way. Um, in the past, you might, yeah, community might have been people you live in the same town as or people that you, you know, sort of know through a sports club or, uh, you know, sort of, a, you know, a religious group or something like that. And there's, there's so many different types of communities out there. In terms of how we as recruiters can use communities, um, you know, we can use them to engage with the networks of people that we're hiring in, um, you know, so you can get involved um, in, you know, maybe role specific communities and um, you can get involved in industry specific communities, say you work in, uh, you know, IoT or you work in cybersecurity or you work in um, HR tech, uh, things like that. Um, and then there's also the opportunity, you know, to, to sort of get involved in quite niche uh, developer communities as well. Um, as recruiters, we are treated, you know, with a little bit of suspicion for some of them. Um, so it's probably more offering to, you know, sort of back in the good old days when we met in person, offering to buy beer and pizza for these things. But, you know, that is getting involved in communities and it's giving you an opportunity to, um, you know, to strike up a conversation with people within that community. Um Another advantage of uh, getting stuck into communities, I think, and, and sort of showing an engagement in the area that you're recruiting in is it's uh, it, when you're reaching out to candidates, you need to be show you need to be presenting yourself as a recruiter worth speaking to. That's very important. You know, a lot of the candidates that we're reaching out to on a day to day basis, you know, and, and not just in tech and commercial as well get plenty of messages uh, day in, day out. And, you know, why should they reply to you? Um, you know, if they go and have a little snoop on your profile, are they going to see uh, a recruiter who, you know, is super engaged, has, you know, clearly passion and, and interest and, and is more likely to know what they're talking about and therefore more likely to perhaps have a an interesting uh, thing to say and an interesting opportunity for them? Um, if the answer is yes, they're much more likely to reply. So I think there's, you know, there's there's lots that a recruiter can get out of of being in a community. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you mentioned uh, when you introduce yourself into a developer community as a as a recruiter, you're you're looked at a bit suspiciously. I mean, I know in my personal case when I'm meeting new people. And that new person happens to be a developer, right? And they like, oh, what do you do for a living? And they introduce themselves like, oh, I'm a, I'm a programmer, I'm a developer. And then it gets a bit, a bit awkward, you know, because then it's yeah. like, oh, then what do you do? I'm a recruiter. Hey, you know, and it gets a bit, <laughs> it's a bit awkward, you know, because then, then there's yeah. like, oh no, a recruiter, uh, but I'm not going to sell you a job. Don't worry about it. So there's always but that. But are you offer. looking? What's your <laughs> Exactly. You get into those discussions like, so so what type of developer are you? You know, like, tell me about that. And, uh, yeah, but, what kind of things are you building? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's on the flip side as well. I mean, I've, I've, I've been socially, shall we say, uh, just, you know, having a chat with, with somebody. Um, and then I've, you know, sort of had to go, they've asked me what I do for a living. And I just think, oh, here we go. I'm going to have to tell them I'm a recruiter um and so uh yeah I'm just like oh yeah I, I 
work in recruitment, ha ha ha. Um, and then they start asking you, you know, like for CV advice and interview advice. And you're like, I've had three and a half gin and tonics now. I'm not sure yeah. <laughs> you want my advice right now. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's a flip side as well to that um yeah it's uh you know you don't always you just find it's, it's difficult to switch off so it's one of those uh recruitment can be quite a polarizing role in terms of people's opinions they either you know sort of want to ask you uh you know sort of lots of questions about what's you know kind of behind the curtain um in HR or um yeah they've got very they've had bad experiences and have very strong opinions um which can be awkward um yeah so there we go yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Well, well, one of the communities that I wanted to discuss in, in this episode was, well, DBR and, and what it's all about, right? And um, I know you're one of the admins. So um, I guess, can you give me or give us just a, just an intro to, to DBR and, and what it is and, and maybe to start with like how it was created originally, like the origin story, right? DBR origin story. Yes, I can. Um, so I caveat this by saying, I wasn't there. Um, so I joined as a DBR admin about two and a half years ago. Uh, I've probably been a member of DBR for about four and a bit years. Um, and DBR is a little bit older than that. So I was not there. So technically, this is not my story, but I will tell it. So um, a couple of standalone startup recruiters back in August 2014. Um, might even have been 2013 actually I probably should have checked this before I came on uh, this call uh, met up in a pub um, on a Monday night called the Dragon Bar on Shoreditch High Street and um, sort of had a bit of a had a couple of beers and a rant about work basically um, pub on a Monday in Shoreditch that's that's yeah. that's a good start you know yeah yeah they yeah they they go hard um and uh, yeah, it kind of escalated from there, basically. So um, a bunch of standalone startup recruiters thought, oh, actually, it's really nice to go and meet with some other people who do the same job as me and understand, you know, uh, understand how difficult it is. And I can talk to them and share ideas. So it became became a WhatsApp group um and you know initially just to organize these pub meetups and then more people would hear about it and you'd invite more people along to the whatsapp group and and all of that and then eventually uh so many people there were you know sort of a i think maybe i think it was coming up to a couple of hundred people in this it might not have been maybe more like a uh, hundred or so people in this whatsapp group and they thought mm, this is a little bit insane so uh let's move to slack so uh, they moved over to Slack. Um, so founders of the Slack community, uh, Matt Buckland, Matt Bradburn, uh, Christian Bright and um, Nick Yockney, um, some of the founders of uh, DBR, Hungley and uh, Tris Revel as well. Um, and yeah, so they all uh, yeah moved over to Slack and it's kind of escalated from there really. And it's now a global community. We've got chapters in uh, sort of established chapters in London um, the north of England Scotland uh, Berlin as well and um, then we have sort of membership all over the globe um, we've got I think 24 different time zones that we've got people uh, in which I can see from Slack we have 6,800 members ish um, I checked that yesterday I think um, and yeah, it just keeps growing, really. So we're getting about 100 or so applications a week at the moment. So just keeping on top of them can feel like a full time job. Um, and yeah, we've got 20 admins now that help out um, with running the community, keeping discussions going, organising meetups in their local area, all sorts of that good stuff. Um, of course, when uh, the pandemic and, and restrictions allow. Um, so it's been a little while since we've done an in-person event, but we have been trying to keep up with online events and things like that but um yeah easier said than done when we've got full-time jobs as well so it's uh it's been an interesting year for for dbr yeah well you know now that you mention it 20 admins looking after about seven thousand uh, uh members is i don't know like it's i, I guess do you manage is, is it like a huge workload i mean how how much time generally speaking do you need to to spend 
sorry, just cat. Looked it up on my calculator. Yeah, it's about 350 members per admin. That explains why it's so crazy busy. Um, yeah, it's it kind of it ebbs and flows a bit. So sometimes, you know, there's sort of we have kind of lull periods, and you know, like Mondays, for example, is usually quite quiet. You know, weekends is dead, obviously. Uh, Mondays is usually pretty quiet because people are sort of getting into their jobs, getting stuck in. And then it creeps up in, in, in sort of busyness in the Slack channel. People get, you know, kind of more and more, uh, you know, as their week rolls on and they have questions that they need help with or they need a rant in the void or, uh, you know, they've sort of seen something funny that they want to share with the group or a picture of their dog or something. Um, you know, sort of engagement slowly ticks up, comes to a head on kind of Friday lunchtime and then just drops um, until... <laughs> kind of Tuesday basically again um, it's interesting looking at sort of the stats that get them sent through um, once a week um, but yeah it's um, in terms of sort of a, the day-to-day -day in the life of an admin it's I guess as admins we have discussions regularly about kind of topics that we want to talk about um, we often sort of you know what I think a lot of people don't realize is that we do any decision that an admin makes by and large um, is, is sort of made in, in kind of conjunction with the entire group. So discussions about, you know, kind of actions um, with members and things like that. And, and sort of, you know, if somebody says, oh, hi, can I do a shout out for, you know, this product in, in the thing? It, you know, it goes to the wider admins group or hi, I think, you know, some of my info has been leaked. Um, that information goes to the whole admin group so you may only hear from one person um but that is a, a decision that's been agreed upon with 20 other people so you know sort of we all we act we we have a really good kind of team ethos in terms of getting things done and and making sure that it's not just one person that's having to carry that whole burden um you know and we we have been in and out as well because like a lot of the admins um myself included have a life got families outside of work things like that as well as full-time jobs so you know there'll be times where you know one of us needs to drop out for a little bit and, and focus on you know sort of what pays the bills um that was like me towards the end of last year I think I dropped off for you know about a month and a half because I was just so slammed with work um and then I just needed two weeks off over Christmas to just ignore and not think about recruitment um it does happen um and it, yeah so generally speaking we'll you know sort of uh, keep discussions nudging along if we see a candidate a candidate work brain uh, if we see a, a member who's you know maybe asking for advice in the wrong channel and we know they're not going to get an answer uh we we'll sort of signpost people to the right places moderate discussions when needed um some people do post things that aren't appropriate um and you know that that does require some guidance um if it's particularly inappropriate or against the rules i'll just delete it straight off um, and then just send sort of a, a follow-up um, and you know sort of the other admins will do the same um, and yeah behind the scenes we are you know looking at vendor partnerships so ways that we can leverage the DBR network to get good deals and, and discounts um, for our members um, we are looking at ways we can uh, plan and run events better and um, we literally today just launched a new mentoring platform so um, yeah, we've got uh, a partnership with Mentornity, which is uh, awesome. They've given us their software for free so that we can, um, you know, help DBR members sort of uh, more easily connect with, with people offering their mentorship services. And yeah, there's just loads of, there's loads of stuff that, that just goes on kind of behind the scenes um, that, you know, sort of we, we get on with um, to bring benefits to the membership. So yeah, it's, it's quite busy actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely is. And to me, at least in my experience with DBR, it's definitely one of the most useful communities that I've been a part of, whether it is things like looking for some, some advice on whether you need to use one ATS or the other, or salary brackets, or maybe a second opinion on a yeah. let's say on a, on a job description or or any type of challenge with recruitment and, and hiring managers and interview processes you can 
shoot something over at DBR and any of the channels and you'll get at least a few people responding to you and helping you out. And sometimes what I do is I just search DBR. Like I don't, maybe I don't need to ask a question, but I'll just search for a document in the search bar. Yeah. And quite often I, I actually do find stuff on, you know, oh, I need a quick tip on candidate experience or what's the latest on, on um, yeah. GDPR and, and sponsoring candidates. And then I'll definitely just find a few documents uh, on on the go, and that's that's already some value that I'm that I'm getting. And I've definitely noticed yeah. also the um, the events. I mean, there's always events being published. So if I want to follow up on, okay, you know, like what's what's going on in terms of digital events? What can I join? Um, what's what's playing? I can just check check the. Um, any any of the groups and and get an update so it's it's yeah. definitely been quite quite useful to me and i've met a, a few great people i mean you're you're one of them and i've definitely met a, met a lot of recruiters uh through it so it's uh it's a it's a great platform yeah i i'd echo that i i got a huge amount of value um from being a dbr member over the years i i too joined dbr as a you know a individual contributor standalone role in a startup um uh, you know sort of with that that niggling voice in the back of my head thinking is it just me or am I going mad or gosh I miss having a team um and in DBR you kind of find that team um and you get a, a lot of a lot of help and a lot of you know sort of a lot of value out of it what I would say though and this is sort of a common mistake I see people make with DBR and communities in general is that the best way to get things out of a community is to give uh, as much as, if not a little bit more than you take. So, you know, I've, I've, I remember once I was at an event and I, not a DBR event, but I bumped into somebody and, uh, you know, sort of like they were, you know, kind of went, oh, right, you, you're one of the admins on that DBR network, right? And I was, yep, yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, you remember, they were just like, well, I signed up and I, I asked for a candidate, but I didn't get anything out of it. I just thought, <laughs> well, you're uh, you're kind of missing the point. Like it's not a, a candidate database. It's it's a community. You're supposed to kind of give. Um, yeah. you know, like people do notice when you sort of join up, immediately start asking for things, and then drop off the face of the planet. Um, I'm talking to you, people who don't update your profile with a picture and your job title. Um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think the way to really get a lot out of DBR is definitely to interact, to give, um, to answer as many questions as you ask. Um, heck, be a little bit funny as well. Um, you know, um, the comedians of DBR have definitely made a name for themselves. Um, funny, funny goes far, it seems, in, in that community. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, and, yeah, then you notice that, you know, sort of people... Again, it, it sort of goes back to that point about being, you know, a, a recruiter worth talking to. Um, you know, if, if you're seen as an active contributor in the community, people will, you know, gravitate towards you and, and you know, want to share with you. And they'll want to engage with you and they'll want to talk to you. And, you know, it, it absolutely stands in, in DBR as it does in, in sort of everywhere else in, in your professional life as a recruiter. And one of the really, you know, great things about that is that, you know, it's not just that you're giving away for nothing with those interactions and that dialogue you're opening up with people you're potentially opening the door for maybe a future job opportunity um or you know perhaps that person that you helped six months ago will see when you say oh I'm looking for a software developer and I'm really struggling and it'll turn out that their sister-in-law uh their sister-in-law's housemate or something has a weird example but um you know, it has a perfect candidate for you, you know, and they'll remember you because you you helped them um, however long ago it was. And, you know, I have so many examples of that as well. Like I remember, oh gosh, a couple of years ago, it was Wreckfest and I decided to, in the way that I do, uh, I, I had a rainbow jumpsuit and I put it on and I went to Wreckfest solo because, um, yeah, I'm mad like that. Um, so I just posted in DBR and was like, hey, if you're turning up to Wreckfest on your own, um, I'm on my own too. I'll be easy to spot. I'm in a rainbow jumpsuit. Um, and yeah, so sort of like I met quite a few people that day because they were like, hey, you. Uh, well, you, you were easily recognisable. Yeah. 
yeah they were like um can I hang out with you for a bit because I'm on my own I was like yeah of course um because I I you know I'm I'm that mad extrovert person um but then when I was looking for for work uh about three four months later one of the one of the ladies the awesome Suzanne Chalesh um was looking for somebody to join her team at Signal AI so when I popped up and said hey I'm I'm looking for work anybody knows of any jobs um she was like oh my gosh do you remember me from breakfast we hung out yes yes come work for me um and I you know got an interview at her company so it's just a really good example of how you know uh, I suppose it's just kind of you know using the communities to, to put good things out into the world and um, you know, you never know where these opportunities lead. Um, and I think that's why giving in communities is so important. Um, you know, sort of focusing on giving and adding value rather than, you know, just sort of thinking, well, what can I take out of it? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I've caught myself, I, I can relate to this. And unfortunately, sometimes negatively, because a lot of times I'll check the BR, see what's up, maybe ask a question um, and then and then leave and then revisit maybe a couple of days later um but but look if if no one's contributing then no one's really that's where the value is right and you you need to contribute in order to create that value in the community it's kind of like it makes me think of what's that that community couch surfing yep. where yep. there's like 90 percent of of people on the website are looking for a for a couch right yeah but like only one percent is offering their their couches so yeah. it's heavily skewed to just people looking and and then when you go look you can never find anything right yeah um, so that's one of the things that we really need to do is contribute and and you'd be surprised sure. like people remember that they remember oh you're the person that submitted that document or yeah we spoke a while ago and you gave me some tips and i mean it's 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 on the one hand it's it's good to contribute because it's the right thing to do but also because hey look yeah. i mean long term you know you if you're the person that's providing value that has valuable insights and supporting others people yeah. remember that um yeah. yeah they do yeah you're always you know you're always going to remember uh people that have helped you out when you're stuck with something um, and have, have done you a, a good turn. You're always going to remember those people um, that have helped you. And so, uh, you know, likewise, when they then need help, you you do feel compelled to, to sort of give back. Um, so, yeah, it does. It does go around in, in circles. And yeah, there's there's it's. It, in my opinion, it's it's where sort of so much of the the value in in the community comes from, um, which is why you know sort of I'm always surprised when I see, you know, kind of people, I suppose like, what's the best way of putting it? No, slightly noisier, uh, negative detractors, um, or sort of people that, you know, sort of uh, that it does it happens less and less these days actually because we're you know sort of quite quite hot on it. Um, as admins but you know sort of when you see people uh you know kind of bad actors in the community um it's sort of yeah it's not the way to go um but yeah as an admin team we are quite strict on that these days um but you know it's to protect that that good feeling in the community so yeah yeah you need to keep the positive the good vibes right um Absolutely. well one of the things that you mentioned early on you mentioned a few examples of how how dbr has been has been practically sort of useful for yeah. for like careers and and landing a job um but i think also a while back we we discussed that you you know the community has actually helped people get sponsored and um and even when people have been made redundant you've been able to to help them out or when they're preparing for interviews there's tips on interview prep um you know, we um, are there any any examples, you know, top of mind recently that you've encountered where you've really seen, wow, that's that's DBR in terms of not just sharing some information, but actually having a practical sort of impact on on people's lives and, and careers almost. Yeah, absolutely. So really good example is our, our jobs channel. Um, so it's focused on HR and talent acquisition roles. It has helped literally hundreds of people um, over the years to find work, whether that is, you know, sort of a, a natural progression, exciting, you know, sort of step up. It's helped people connect and network and, and find that next opportunity in, in recruitment and HR, which is really exciting. 
and amazing to be able to to facilitate but it's also it's it's also helped people in the pandemic there were so many recruiters who were out of work and you know there were a lot of members of the community who who helped to kind of rally around and create spreadsheets that kept everybody's details on say were easy to find and uh rich miller's a really good example of somebody who was sharing you know sort of as many jobs as he could find to help the community while still searching for his own job um and you know sort of lots of of people really rallying around and of course um can't sort of talk about the jobs channel without mentioning steve jacobs master uh networker and connector of, of recruiters to recruiters um so yes uh you know sort of i think <laughs> i don't I don't think there are there are many people uh, in DBR that don't know Steve a thank you pint um, in terms of sort of how many connections he's, he's facilitated and helped people. Um, but you know the the jobs channel is a really good example. It has literally been hundreds of people that have uh, been able to find work, which has been you know sort of a huge um, you know sort of a huge uh, success story, um, particularly over the past year, because it's been tough, um, you know, sort of in a, a downturn and a jobs crisis. Recruiters are usually the first to get made redundant, unfortunately. Um, it happened to me as well. Um, and it was through DBR that I got a job. Um, so, you know, I'm, uh, you know, sort of, I, I also uh, know that pain. Um, and yeah, I think there was one example, uh, it was quite a few years ago now, um, I, and uh, of, of somebody who yeah was was made redundant they needed uh to get a job within three months that could sponsor them um and we were able to to help facilitate that um and sort of able to connect them with uh you know sort of somebody that was recruiting and and help them get a job um that could sponsor them which was you know amazing um and and sort of a real real kind of success story um had a few uh, had a few companies that have, have come out of DBR. Um, uh, sadly, none of mine. Um, but there we go. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, there's been there's been so many awesome things um, in terms of sort of like general help as well. With our like I mentioned, our, our mentoring channel recently recently rebooted as of this morning. Um, you know, sort of we've helped people connect and, and get career development and, and support and especially for people in, in roles where perhaps they don't get that support either because they're reporting directly into people that have never worked in HR and recruitment or, you know, sort of they're perhaps, uh, you know, kind of they're out of work at the moment and they want coaching and things like that. And, you know, we're able to, to support and facilitate and connect people. And it's, it's you know, it's quite democratic really you can reach out to anybody uh, in the community um you know you don't have to you know know so and so to know so and so because they went to you know public school with blah blah you know you can just drop them a message and say hi are you free can I ask you a question um so yeah you know there's there's loads of, of really cool stories like that um and it's really yeah it's a really nice feeling um to sort of just it's it's nice even just to kind of watch it happen as well um a lot of the members are, are so engaged and and do actually contribute a lot themselves like it's it's sort of modeled on an open source community so you know we're not there to kind of just sort of service it's it's as much about helping yourself um as well and it's, it's great to see people connect and, and do that too is there a mentoring channel you you mentioned or there is, yeah. yeah yeah mentoring it's literally called mentoring um so we've just launched um a new uh a new mentoring platform um so we've actually yeah we've we've given it a bit of a, a bit of a boost um which is super exciting um but yeah, it's um, through mentornity.com. Uh, so mm. they have very kindly, um, courtesy of, of Matt Buckland asking around on Twitter, very kindly offered their platform for free so that we can um, provide uh, mentoring services and just a little bit more integrated. So uh, beforehand, we were using a, a hacky spreadsheet uh, that was getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, and sort of trickier to, to sort of, I suppose leverage properly um whereas this way um it's sort of all in a nice platform you can book into people's diaries people can update their availability more easily all nice and smooth it connects people it can integrate with your calendar all of that good stuff rather than a 
a spreadsheet that yeah you have to go digging around and don't know unless it's it's there so uh yeah um and yeah you can you know connect with with people who are at the absolute top of their game um in the industry you can connect with people who may be a level or two above you if you want to know like how they got to that stage in their career um you know so whether you're somebody who's who's senior and looking to go further or somebody right at the beginning of their career there's there's lots of, of opportunities and it's honest even if you are at that kind of vp director you know sort of chief people officer there's you know even the opportunity i suppose to connect with peers and be like hey um it'd be great to have a, a sense check um and sort of go from there Makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know. So I didn't know there was a channel for for mentoring on DBR. See, there are so many channels that I still don't mm. haven't discovered yet. But I didn't know there was a mentoring channel. Just literally, just just clicked join. Um, and on top of that, I'll double check uh, mentornity, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you uh, check general, um, I don't blame you for putting that one on mute because it's quite noisy. <laughs> uh, Matt did write about it um, in general today. Um, at the, at the time of recording um, for anyone listening. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll double check that um, in a bit and uh, and we'll we'll revisit this uh, when we finish the episode. But if we want to find sure. DBR or if we haven't joined yet, how do we find uh, DBR? Sure. So if you haven't joined before, you need to fill out an application. So we need to ask you to agree to the rules. Um, the core ones, um, we are we are working on updating the website because it does need a little bit of a, a tune up. Um, uh, the rules are no pitching, so no selling, uh, no leaking. So what happens in the community stays in the community um, and uh, be a decent human being, um, which I think goes without saying, but yeah, it's good to have it there. Um, and then if you are interested in joining, uh, you go to dbr.community forward slash join. That is dbr.community forward slash join. And you can fill out an application form from there. All of the application forms are manually verified by a member of the admin team um, one by one. It is very manual. So it can take, uh, we're getting so many at the moment, um, can yeah, give us a week or two. Uh, we're not we're not ignoring people on purpose. We're just uh, very swamped. Um, and uh, yeah, we verify that people do work in-house uh, via the LinkedIn profile. So it really, really helps us if you put your current slash most recent company uh, name and the name that you have on LinkedIn on your application form. I can't stress that enough because um, if we can't find you, we cannot <laughs> we can't accept your your uh, your application, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, that would be my yeah, help. Help me help you. Um, and then we can get you accepted nice and quickly. Um, and then if you have for some reason forgotten how to log in and you are already a member, it's dragonrecruiters.slack.com. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, you can just uh, trigger forgot password and get in back there. You don't need to reapply if you just can't remember how to log in. Again, can't stress that enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> Will do, and I'll add a I'll add a link to to maybe the Slack channel in the episode description, just in case people yes. need to maybe click on a link and then and then fill out the form. Correct. So Gosh. I'll be sure to to do that. Um, now, one thing that I wanted to maybe wrap up with was sure. um, was 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 still coming back to your experience, Sophie, and and tech hiring yeah. in general. Now, if I yeah. understand correctly, you've been hiring throughout the the pandemic, right? I have indeed, yes. Um, it was touch and go for a moment. So I worked for a startup that was uh, a lot of their clients were events based. So myself and a, a couple of members of the team got made redundant right at the start of the pandemic, which was unfortunate. But uh, very quickly, thanks to DBR, uh, joined um, Tony Payne and the team at Future Platforms. And from there, yeah, recruited all through the pandemic. So actually, it was meant to be there for three months, ended up being there for a year, as you do. Um, and was focused on recruiting mostly mobile developers, um, also um, a DevOps person, um, solutions architects, um, backend engineers as well. So very technical roles, very generally quite tricky roles, um, and lots of them. Um, so I think I hired about 
25 people in the end so yeah big numbers um for a pandemic year certainly and uh yeah it was it was interesting um I think one of the things that I found that I quite liked in a way was one didn't have to worry about booking meeting rooms for interviews that saved me so so much aggro (laughs) (laughs) I cannot be the only recruiter who thought oh my god I don't have to worry about in in blooming meeting rooms yes um that was a joy um because it did make scheduling a ton easier um uh, and then also all of the developers and I spoke to some absolutely amazing developers um, and some of whom I was lucky enough to recruit and, and become colleagues with as well and, and now mates. Um, you know, sort of a lot of the conversations became, I suppose there were a lot more human. There, there was this opportunity, to, we had the shared experience, whereas normally I'm the recruiter, um, you're the candidate. And not that there's a hierarchy, but there's a little bit of like, you know, is this opportunity that you're offering something I'm actually interested in? Do you know anything about tech? Like all of that uncertainty. And it's it's understandable. Um, but, it, you know, sort of there was this sort of natural icebreaker that, you know, you don't have to dig in to find out that actually you do have a shared hobby or you do have this, you've got, you know, it's up there with the weather. Um, I think I talked about the pandemic more than the weather actually last year. Um, I think most people did. So I spoke from chatting about rain. Um, but yeah, it was just really interesting. We had a lot, I had a lot of very, I suppose like very kind of human, very open conversations about where we were all at. Um, you know, sort of what we were doing as a company, um, what we were, you know, sort of what I, what we're all doing to keep ourselves sane um sort of sharing some of our you know kind of hilarious forays into cooking I think uh yeah I think uh, I got a yeah I got a um banana bread recipe from from one developer I spoke to um you know sort of it's yeah it was interesting it, see if yeah, that just... if that's not building report and candidate experience I don't know what is I mean if you yeah. can get a candidate yeah. to give you a banana cake recipe I mean you you got skills you know like some people they struggle to get anything from candidates but you're getting recipes man I mean Heck there yeah. you go <laughs> I like I like cake I like cake um <laughs> yeah you can't you can't drop in there that you like baking on a on a candidate call with me and not end up sending me a recipe um tell me you got a lockdown puppy okay cool email me a picture after this call um <laughs> I'm not saying it's part of the assessment but it will help um <laughs> well you can read the the recipe and and like if it's a good recipe then then they pass the the interview process into the next stage of course right? absolutely <laughs> fine colors um you know uh if it if it doesn't turn out right i'll probably put it down to user error um and put you through anyway but uh yeah it's uh yeah it was interesting it was just so many more human conversations um very unusual as well to be recruiting in a market where there are so many candidates available and not many other companies hiring as well so i had like this really nice experience where i was one of the few companies hiring especially in lockdown one um when everybody just kind of panicked and froze hiring um like as a business we we had kind of the opposite issue where we were busier than ever um the company I worked for made mobile apps um particularly like e-commerce type mobile apps so helping uh, a lot of companies sort of stay afloat in the pandemic and keep like the Domino's pizza app going for example um so yeah, it was it was pretty pretty wild actually. When I think about it, just me sat in my kitchen, um, adjusting to a pandemic and also um, settling into a new job and yeah, learning sort of a new tech stack and all of that good stuff. But um, yeah, it was yeah, it was, it was actually a pretty crazy year. Um, and then you know, sort of internally as well, like the relationships you build um, when you're in a, a company for a while over a, a traumatic global event um you know so if you do get quite attached um so yeah as a contractor that's that's also uh you know sort of a bit weird for me to to be somewhere for quite a while um and you know kind of make make sort of long-term friends as well was really nice too yeah it's a tricky one you practically become part of the furniture and then after yeah. x amount of time 
it's like, well, you know, it's time to to move on and to to face new challenges. Um, Indeed. Well, I can relate to that. I mean, it was uh, so I recruited. Um, I recruited early in the in the pandemic, and then uh, I went through furlough and then redundancy, and then back mm. in Q4, I started recruiting again, um, and yeah. then throughout Q1. Uh, so I'm talking, you know, Q Q1 and Q4 last year, and then yeah. and then this year Q1. Um, yeah. And there's kind of a an interesting, or there has been an interesting difference. I mean, especially last year, uh, and we were catching up on this before, but Q4 was just mm. quite, you know, quite a somewhat of a more candidate-rich market. People were yeah. much more open to having discussions, phone calls. Yeah. Um, candidates stayed in the process and went through the pipeline and did interviews. Uh, so it was somewhat a bit more positive. And yeah. then... Um, over the last sort of three months, the market seems to have really picked up again in terms of other vacancies yeah. and competing offers and opportunities. So it really does yeah. feel that candidates have have a lot more options and are interviewing a lot more and might drop yeah. out of processes a bit more often, which is kind of a gift and a curse, right? Because you want a busy, as a recruiter, you kind of want the market to be busy because then there's roles, yeah. you know, and then it's yeah. like, oh, you know, there's... There's jobs, and you kind of do notice this when you. I mean, I'm I'm not actively looking, but LinkedIn is really good at suggesting jobs, right? So you yeah. do see a lot more roles uh, out there um, uh, for for recruiters, which is which is a positive sign. But then again, it also does mean like, hey, recruiting out there is, especially if you're in tech, it's pretty tough right now. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, for sure, <laughs> I have found, uh, yeah, I found the tech market, you're right, this past quarter, very different to Q4. Um, I suppose we're in Q2 now, crikey. Um, Time for and Yeah, doesn't it just? Um, and yeah, I've, I found it a very different market. Uh, it seemed to switch between christmas switch into new year um and it, i suppose it went back to really the tech market that we were used to before the pandemic um hyper competitive uh lots of lots of jobs lots of opportunities for candidates um very kind of candidate driven um so it was uh you know an interesting little foray into what a recruitment dri- recruiter driven marketplace looks like um Hopefully, uh, you know, sort of as, as one of the one of those still recruiting. I I did our I did our industry justice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was it's it's been an interesting change. And uh, again, DBR has been great for just sense checking that and realizing no, I'm not I'm not going mad. Um, it is so different to how it was even a couple of months ago. So um, it's been great to chat with with different members of the team um not different members of the team i say team like dbr's a company that i work for <laughs> um i do this all the time and i think of like the people i talk in dbr dbr with all the time as like my colleagues um but i don't you know i mean i work with one member of dbr uh, the head of people at tempo laura um but uh yeah, I sort of forget. Um, I don't actually work for DBR. Um, but yeah, you know, chatting to my mates in DBR, that's better. Um, and sharing, you know, sharing ideas. So I uh, got some great tips from uh, a couple of folks and the things to sort of try to help kind of drive that engagement forward. Um, I've been experimenting as well with like video content on LinkedIn. Um, I've got uh, planning another video um, that I'm going to do with our um cco uh if we don't get time this week next week um so yeah so lots of, of different things and and dbr is great for for getting that sounding board and sense check and and yeah just answering that ultimate question that sits in the back of our mind i think recruiters do tend to suffer from imposter syndrome quite a lot um of that is it just me or <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah. even if it's just to touch base with someone and discuss like hey am i the only one struggling or are you also struggling yeah Yeah, i'm also struggling oh have we just become best friends then you know like okay you know well i mean it's it's (laughs) not to be cynical but but it's also good to know like oh you know so so other recruiters are also experiencing a tough market so you know it kind of is a tough market um or or you know just to just to discuss any current challenges or issues you're you're facing and then getting a sense check mm-hmm. of like is your approach the the right one or maybe you need to tweak things a little bit 
there's there's yeah. if it's just to, to to discuss these things and to catch up there's definitely uh, a benefit there yeah for sure absolutely and uh yeah it's uh yeah quite a lot of people in dbr have become really close friends of mine um you know sort of i've hung out with them at the weekends um and met their pets or uh, you know sort of i've been yeah stayed at a couple of dbr members houses um over weekends um you know so uh, yeah really good mates um which is is really nice actually makes sense well sophie so for more information about yourself and you know maybe any social media linkedin sort of profile we can connect with where can we yeah. go uh linkedin is going to be the best one um i am rubbish at twitter i tried it i didn't like it so i deleted it um sort of of the opinion if you're not gonna you know uh if you're not going to engage on a social media platform it's probably better just to take yourself off so yeah uh linkedin is going to be the one for me um linkedin forward slash uh sophie l power um and also if you are an in-house recruiter or talent acquisition professional you can connect with me in dbr my handle in dbr is at power um because if you can why not um yeah so um <laughs> that's gonna be the best way yeah i was gonna ask you like if, if your your last name really was power because that's that's it really you is know, it really <laughs> is man it really is cool yeah, um, that's, yeah. yeah. yeah well my, uh, yeah sorry rambling now. oh go yeah, ahead <laughs> Yeah, hand me down from my parents, dad specifically, of course. But there we go. Um, anyway, I'm rambling. Excellent. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for your time. It was really insightful uh, discussing BBR and the benefits of communities. And also just to get a sense check on tech hiring during, before, after the pandemic. So um, for more information about Sophie, the um, LinkedIn contact details are in the episode description. Sophie, thank you so much. Thank you, Jose. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really good fun. It was great fun speaking with Sophie. You can find links to her LinkedIn profile and DPR in the episode description. If you like this episode, then please subscribe or follow. Thanks again and stay safe.